This is the Maternity Matters podcast from Riley Children's Health. Discussions to help you along the journey from the first trimester to your child's first year. Hey everyone, I'm Gabby Reithmiller here from the Riley social media team. And today we're going to be talking about the ways that our team is able to care with newborns who have those higher jaundice levels and what we do to make sure that they're doing okay in those days following their delivery. And I'm joined by one of our neonatal nurse practitioners, Caitlin Redman. Caitlin, thank you so much for being with us today. You're very welcome. I'm so happy to be here. I just want to start off with having you tell us a little bit about what your role is at Riley and how you help care for these babies uh, being welcomed into the world in the tower. Yeah, so um, I'm a neonatal nurse practitioner. Um, I work in the um, NICU at both the Simon Family Tower and the Maternity Tower. Um, And my role is just to work with nurses and um, physicians and the whole care team um, to work with um, providing the best care for babies. Wonderful. And so I want to start off a little more generally to have you explain to us, what does it mean when a baby is said to have jaundice or have those high bilirubin levels? How does that impact their body and their well-being? Yeah. So um, when we hear the words um, jaundice, we think of the yellowing of the skin Um, and jaundice is um, caused by bilirubin. Bilirubin comes from old red blood cells that have reached the end of their lifespan. Um, Red blood cells are broken down to be removed from the body and bilirubin is a part of that waste. Um, This happens in every person, including adults. Um, The liver is responsible for filtering the bilirubin out of the bloodstream so it can be removed from the body. Um, And there are multiple reasons that a baby can have high bilirubin levels, but most common reasons is because the liver function is immature the first few days of life and sometimes can't remove the bilirubin quickly enough, which causes the bilirubin levels to in the blood to rise and cause that yellow color. And so aside from assessing the color of the skin and everything like that, is it routine to do a certain check on a baby to see what their levels are and how they're progressing uh, in those days following their birth? Yeah, um, infants are routinely screened for hyperbilirubinemia, um, usually beginning at 24 hours of life. Um, There are two ways to check bilirubin levels. The first method is a transcutaneous bilimeter, and this is done by just gently pressing the meter on the infant's forehead. Um, The meter emits a light into the skin to measure the levels. Uh, It's fairly accurate, but it's not an exact measurement of the bilirubin in the blood. Um, The result can be affected by different things such as skin tone, infant weight, gestational age, et cetera. Um, The other method is blood sampling, and this involves collecting a few drops of blood from a small heel prick on the baby's foot. Um, The blood is sent to the lab and the bilirubin is directly measured, and this is the most accurate test and is used for high-risk infants, premature infants, or babies that are already receiving treatment for jaundice. Yeah, my son was actually born at 36 weeks and they had to do those checks. I remember that very clearly. Um, And so what are the dangers of having uh, that high level of bilirubin? Uh, What can present in a child if that's the case? Yeah, Um, extremely high levels of bilirubin in the blood can cross into the brain and cause a condition called carnicturis, which can result in seizures, permanent brain damage, and long-term disabilities. But thankfully, this is extremely, extremely rare due to routine screening and easy treatment. That's great. And so as you're doing the routine screenings, at what point is it said, you know, by the medical team, hey, we've got to take action here. We have to start treatment Uh, How do you communicate that with parents? And at what point is that decided? 
Yeah, it's that's a um, more difficult question to answer, but um, providers usually consider two things when determining if the level of bilirubin is concerning, which guides their decision in starting treatment. Um, the first is the age of the baby. So the older the baby is in hours, the higher the bilirubin level can be before it needs treatment. So for example, a baby born um, with a level of 13 at 24 hours of life is more concerning than a level of 13 if the baby was, for example, 72 hours of life. Um, so in addition to that, a premature baby will need phototherapy at lower levels of bilirubin than a term infant. And then the um, second thing a provider will evaluate is how quickly the bilirubin levels are increasing. So if the bilirubin level is technically below treatment threshold, but is increasing rapidly, it is safer to start treatment before the levels get too high. Okay. And if a parent is listening to this, maybe they know their child will likely be born prematurely or with some conditions that make them more likely to have this, what's like the most effective treatment option for these infants that do present with high levels? Yeah. Um, so the most effective way of treating this in newborns is, um, phototherapy and keeping the baby well hydrated. Um, phototherapy is also referred to as Billy lights. Um, and it's that bright blue light that you sometimes see shining on babies. Yeah. I've walked around the NICU and seen that when I started at Riley, I was like, what is that? And now <laughs> yeah. I understand that it's part of that treatment. And so when that's done, is the baby's uh, little isolate kind of covered up or is it just, you know, with the lights on in there and parents can see through that clear kind of protective uh, cover on the isolate? Yeah, um, a term baby doesn't need to be in an isolate. They can be in an open crib or a radiant warmer and receive um, phototherapy. Um, but yes, the um, parents can see through the isolate too if they if the baby's premature and is in an isolate. Okay, got it. And how long does it typically take to see some improvement, right? If the child is undergoing the phototherapy, I know parents are probably anxious to hear how that's all progressing. Yeah. Um, Billy levels usually start to decline once phototherapy is started. Um, some things that can impact how quickly levels decrease are the time spent under the light and the body surface area exposed. So if your provider feels it's necessary to start phototherapy, it's important to keep the baby under the lights as long as possible. And in addition to that, the baby shouldn't have clothes or a hat on so that more skin is exposed to the light. Um, a radiant warmer isolate will keep the baby warm during the treatment since they won't have clothes on. Yeah, that's good to know. And so let's say a family is preparing to head home with their baby, but those levels are at a concerning point, but not to where treatment is immediately required. Does that happen sometimes where a child, you know, does have to be monitored once at home and potentially could have to come back in? Or is that always kind of decided in the hospital before a baby goes home? Yeah, the routine screening um, really helps to identify babies that may need treatment sooner rather than later. But um, some things that parents can look for at home um, are worse for worsening jaundice are um, worsening yellow of the skin or eyes. Um, if the bilirubin level gets really high, they may act more lethargic and may not eat as well. Um, and if the baby stops eating well, acts overly sleepy, stops having wet and dirty diapers, the pediatrician should be notified right away. And the pediatrician can also do these bilirubin tests um, in their office and um, can decide if the baby needs to be readmitted for therapy or if therapy can be done at home. Oh, I, I wasn't aware that therapy is potentially available at home. That's, that's yeah. good to know too for families. Yeah. If the levels are not super high and the pediatrician feels comfortable, they can, um, uh, order a belly blanket for the baby. So, um, just putting the baby on, um, a, 
uh, plastic. It's that look kind of looks like a plastic sheet that has the belly light in there and you can wrap the baby up in blankets and, um, have them exposed at home. Oh, that's good. That's another option out there for families. Great. And lastly, just if a parent is listening to this, we make these episodes easily searchable by topic. And maybe they just found out their child does have these high bilirubin levels and they're worried. Any words to share with them of, you know, what you see um, in babies and, and how this course of treatment can really help them quickly? Yeah. I mean, levels usually peak around three to five days and then decline after that. Um, you normally, I mean, 60% of term newborns will have high bilirubin levels that need treatment. And, um, it is um, not something to be worried about. Your pediatrician will help guide your treatment. And, um, usually this is just a self-limiting, um, thing that happens to most babies. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's always great to hear from our providers who are on the floor helping with our infants that are in Riley's maternity tower. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. It was a pleasure.